Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Kids Are Not Alright, a lighthearted sister-run podcast about family separation and all the messy bits in between. On today's episode, we've invited our youngest sister, Melina, to join us on talking about a few really important topics that we otherwise could not cover. Hi, Melina. Welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very happy to be here and to represent the babies of the family. Um, so essentially, we really want to discuss two key topics on today's episode. One is, what's the experience like of a young adult or maybe older teenager? I mean, you were in your late adolescence, I believe, when our parents separated. So not officially an adult child of divorce, but kind of scratching the border of it. Um, so what is it like for, for a young adult to be at home during the time of the parents separating? Um, and also then we want to cover, because we now have the opportunity of having all three of us here, the topic of family dynamics, of sister dynamics throughout um, our parents' separation. I will hand over to Sophia to add some additional context so we can get started. Yes. Um, hi, Melina. Good to have you on. Celebrity appearance. Good Very to be excited here. for this episode. Um, yeah, I mean, for those of you who haven't listened to our first two episodes, which kind of covered the journeys um, that Eliana and I separately kind of went through in in regards to our parents' separation. Um, just to give you a bit of context, we are three sisters. We grew up in, well, we're originally from Germany, but we grew up in Asia our whole life. Um, and at the time of our parents' separation, we were actually living um, in Malaysia. And that is where I believe Melina was. Um, she was still living at home. She was still going to school. I think last two years or last year of school, Melina? Yeah, I think it was honestly like my sophomore year, so 10th grade. And yeah, at this point, Eliana and I were already out of the house. As Eliana mentioned earlier, it's kind of a, a unique perspective um, because, yeah, you were definitely at an age where you were aware of what was going on, acutely aware of what was going on, um, and you were alone at home. So excited to delve in and um, hear all about your experiences. But first, I would like to play a quick game of rapid fire questions which is what we also played in yes. our first two episodes just to get a bit of context of who you are as a person so are you ready for your rapid fire questions they're not going to yes. be the same as the ones that we answered because quite frankly i'm just coming up with them off the top of my head so <laughs> okay perfect i was looking forward to this i was hoping you would ask me some so i'm ready okay how old are you melina i am 24 years old and where are you living right now I live in Amsterdam. And what are you doing in Amsterdam? I work here. I work for Adidas here. Great. And what was your childhood nickname? Well, I had one main childhood nickname, which was actually coined by my godfather. And that was Melina Bubulina. Ah, yes. Melina Bubulina. We still call you that this day. Um, okay, next one. What do you hate most about being the youngest child? I think it's kind of changed growing up but I guess I always felt this like need to prove myself and to be taken seriously and I think that's probably what I've hated the most and, uh, and what do you love most about being the youngest uh well I think it's a classic youngest sibling perk that by the time you're older or by the time you know you start maybe going out 
you have like a later curfew or the, the rules are less strict by the time you get older, which I definitely enjoyed. Great. And what do you love about the podcast? The kids are not all right. I mean, I would say I love that it's my two sisters that are doing it. I think it's super cool to be able to pull out Spotify or Apple Podcasts and to hear you guys speaking about something that you're both passionate about. And yeah, that you're putting a voice out there for something which there isn't really a voice for. Correct answer. Ding, ding, ding. And that is the end of my rapid fire question. <laughs> I mean, I think Amazing. I'd like to just ask a follow up question on that. And I think that might be something that our listeners are wondering as well is why, why did we end up not doing this with you? Why is it not the three of us? I think, well, mostly I'm at a stage right now where I'm just starting to work and I just moved to a new city and I'm really yeah, finding like my space here. And I know that I needed the time and the energy to do that. And I wouldn't be able to give it to a podcast, which is obviously a lot, it requires a lot of time and, and energy. So I think that was like the main thing for me, actually. Yeah. And I think it's good. I mean, we wanted to have you on early on anyway, because we think it's important to to talk about your experience. And yeah, as you know, you're always welcome to come back on and hang out with your two cooler older sisters. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we can maybe start with asking you kind of about, yeah, your experience of still being at home, being kind of on the brink of being an adult um, as our parents were separating. What challenges did you feel you faced at this time? And and how do do you think you coped with them? Well, I think... The first biggest challenge was just the the sheer thought of I'm living in, you know, the city, which is my home with my with my mother in my house and my father is somewhere else in the city and I don't know where and not having him simply in my life anymore as he was before. He It just was a, a big switch because, you know, in our school, especially parents were always very involved. We did a lot of sports. And all of a sudden, yeah, he wasn't there anymore. And I think that that was a big shock for me. Um, I think another element which made this whole experience very difficult was obviously being alone with our mother at at home and and the both of you being in a university in Europe. Uh, I felt this self-imposed pressure to take care of her and to constantly be there for her and and I think that resulted for me at least in yeah feeling really guilty whenever I would leave leave the home and want to do things like hang out with my friends or go to a party and you know when you're 16 you start doing those things more and I couldn't really fully enjoy those and to be honest at the time I just I just was in like a go 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 mindset and I didn't really cope with it very well I think and I just tried all that I could to to be there for her and for our mother in whatever form that took. For some context um, about the kind of specifics of the separation, it was our father who decided to leave the home. Um, and as Melina said, he was still living in the same city, but was living in a separate place before kind of coming back and, and trying again. Yeah. And, and then after that, there was a bit of a limbo period where they were trying to figure it out until um, last year where they kind of officially announced their separation. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to give that as context. 
Melina, did you feel abandoned or lonely as a result of physically also being the only person there? And do you think that maybe it was different to how we were feeling? To be honest, I don't have like a strong memory of feeling lonely or feeling abandoned because I was still in, in the home environment. You know, I was still in my childhood bedroom and I had I did have my friends around me. I had a boyfriend at the time. So I, I don't think I felt alone and I definitely didn't feel abandoned by the two of you. I knew that you were living your lives in the respective places where you were. And, and I also didn't want you both to be worried or overly concerned, which obviously you were. <laughs> um, but I wanted to also prove to you both, I think, that I could handle this situation and that I could, yeah, support our mother the way that you both would have if you were there as well. I mean, I'm just reflecting as you were speaking on for me and Sophia, please feel free to like add your thoughts on this. But when you were still at home, I also still saw you much more as the youngest sibling at home with our mother um, and much like had much more of this need to like also be there for you and protect you and support you. And I feel like as soon as you then moved out, that became less and it was even more of an eye to eye thing of like, okay, you've now also moved out. You're now also trying to get on your own feet, which is the phase I was in and Sophia was in. And it was, yeah, it was less this like, younger sister at home dynamic that I need to care for because of what's happening. Yeah. I think if, if anything, I also kind of, you know, I was very aware that you were going through this and that you were kind of going through it alone as well. And I felt like you also got a lot more maybe closure than we did. Um, and, you know, I always think about coming home for Christmas and, you know, I was still very much, you know, because I was living away from home, this whole separation thing didn't really feel real to me. And then every time I came home for Christmas, for example, it'd be like another slap in the face of like, oh, okay, like this is actually happening. Whereas I felt like you, because you were there the whole time, had kind of processed that already. And in a way, yeah, like Eliana said, I kind of looked up to you in a sense because I was like, you know, she she's made it to that point and I haven't. Um, and she isn't really the youngest sister anymore. I don't know if that makes sense to, to you. <laughs> But that's definitely kind of how I felt. And I think it took me, especially not being in the home, a lot longer to kind of understand what was really happening. Uh, beyond you maybe coming to this conclusion of like, this is happening and I'm with the moment faster than us. <laughs> I think the other difference probably with you being the youngest and still being at home is kind of a financial dependence still on our parents. And I think more specifically in our context on our father, because you weren't working at the time. And I think that's probably something that sets us apart a little bit. Um, Maybe, yeah, now that you mention it, I guess it definitely did. But I've never really thought about it like that. But of course, yeah, I, I was still like fully the child. I was under 18. Like I wasn't in any position to distance myself in that sense from from the family. I guess this kind of leads into another question of, you know, do you feel like there have been any positive aspects or kind of like unexpected benefits of of living the experience that you had, you know, of continuing to live with if, with one or, or both of your parents? What what are your thoughts on that? Uh, it's a difficult question, to be honest, because you don't really associate many benefits to the separation of your parents. But I guess, if anything, it allowed me to view our parents' relationship as its own thing and something separate from family, which 
in my opinion, is is a healthy way of, of looking at it when, when you're going through your parents' separation because you, you really start to realize, like, they're just two people, you know, we, we always idolize our parents. And, and there comes a point where, or at least that, that was maybe the point for me, where I realized they're just going through this and they're trying to figure it out. And being able to see it that way, I think, helped me digest and accept the separation a lot faster because, like, a lot of people go through these things. and it doesn't mean that, yeah, they've failed us as parents, but I really developed a much more realistic way of approaching it and less emotional because I went through the emotions and I saw the emotional element to it in those early years. What are the three key pieces of advice, let's say, that you would give to other adolescents or young adults um, who find themselves in a similar living arrangement? Oof, that's hard. I would say, firstly, like, do what you can to, like, also take care of yourself in the whole situation. Find ways, small ways, whatever that is for you that you also give yourself time to be still the adolescent or the child or the yeah late teen. Um, so have fun still. I think that's a key importance because your parents are adults and they can take care of themselves as well. I think my second advice is don't blame yourself. Also don't blame the family and don't like, just don't try to blame anyone and don't try to understand it maybe because also, as as uh, adolescent or late teen, there are many things you don't know about, and of course, a parent like even now when when as we get into our own serious relationships, you understand how complex those are. So, understand that that is for them to, yeah, to take care of, to handle, and and don't blame yourself for the separation. I th I would say my third advice is to be patient and to accept that this is gonna be a journey. And for all families, I think those journeys look different in terms of time, but be patient and understand that, yeah, you, you, you're you gonna get through this as a family. And even though perhaps that definition that you had before is changing, it doesn't mean that you're still, that you're not a family anymore. Right, What or what was, or what is your key coping mechanism? Like what's your way of, then getting that space and taking care of yourself, which was the first point that you mentioned. I think, well, I, for me, like talking to, to people and being open about this topic has been a really good coping mechanism. I definitely used to be someone who shied away from conversations like these with friends or with family as well. But I think hearing people's advice, your friend's advice, or your sibling's advice, or even having an open dialogue with your parents has been a really good coping mechanism for me. And that being said, there are definitely moments where I also retreat and don't communicate. But I think it's something I, I try to remind myself of throughout this whole journey is that being open about this, also to, to people you don't maybe know very well, I, I think there's such a taboo around separation and 
especially in in you know the context that our family was was raised in in the kind of the expat bubble i think it's really good to to talk about it and break it down with the people that you trust around you i actually have also found not to make this about myself but <laughs> i've actually also found that writing letters has been really useful like any time that i have felt kind of angry or frustrated um you know at either parent i often like i think if you checked my notes on my phone <laughs> there'll just be random like messages that i would basically i i actually have never sent them one but i just have them and it was kind of a way for me to to let go of some of the thoughts and feelings that i had um and i always just thought that was yeah a very useful tool did you ever journal Eliana? i haven't journals and i think there's two reasons for this one i'm left-handed so anytime i try to write no, i don't write <laughs> it's horrible it's horrible like it smears it just feels weird my hand cramps i don't like writing um, but I will say that I have in more recent years started to keep like a, a digital journal. Um, it's less targeted at anything. It's less targeted at communicating. I think it's more, uh, trying to summarize my, my, what I'm feeling, my state of mind. So I think it should be said that we were, are a very harmonious family. I think living abroad does that um, and moving to different places. We're sisters at the end of the day, so we definitely had our moments of fighting and stuff. But in general, as a family, we were quite close. And I think in when a separation then occurs, you know, Melina, you mentioned it earlier, saying that you kind of felt guilty leaving our mother home. Or, you know, I said that I kind of feel guilt, felt guilty that you were there experiencing everything at home and I and I wasn't so I think that is something that should be said because not many not all families kind of have that relationship with each other and and because we were so close as a family and also had very strong family traditions and family values the separation was obviously very difficult for all of us and kind of shattered this idea of what family meant to us um and alongside that obviously comes our relationship with each other as as siblings and as sisters, three girls. Um, and yeah, so I, I guess I kind of wanted to start a discussion or, or ask a question about our relationship and, and with each other and, and how we feel it might have changed in the last seven years um, as kind of we went on this journey separately also of trying to figure out what these new uh, family dynamics are so how do you guys feel about that do you guys think our relationship has changed a lot and if so for the good for the bad what's different about it now um I think one of the main ways in which our relationship changed is I think just separate from our parents separation we've in the last seven years grown into adults of our own I'm 30 Sophia you're 27 and Melina you're 24 now um, and so obviously a lot has happened for us individually in the last seven years. Um, and that's, I think, regardless or irregardless of our parents separating. I agree that I think the process of maturity and a lot of thoughts around relationship building really were formed significantly. But re regardless of that, we've become our own 
adults in the last seven years. And I think as a result of that, our dynamics have also changed because we've gone from maybe higher levels of dependence and a stronger tie to home, to each focusing very much on building home outside of the core family. And so the dynamics as a result of that, I think are much more eye to eye, maybe. I also think at times more distant um, because we have very different lives, but finding ways to redefine our relationships within that. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, those seven years are very formative years for all of us. Like, finding jobs university uh, you know getting married getting relationships moving into your own home like all of these things are huge huge steps that we're doing in that context and I also think that we are lucky in the sense that we kind of had that foundation of being close because we obviously kind of want to achieve something similar or, or are kind of all working towards improving those relationships whereas as whereas I think there's many you know families there there that for example you know where the separation can really break a sibling's relationship or if one sibling takes the side of one parent and the other sibling takes the side of another parent like those that can really break a, a relationship as well so yeah I mean what are your thoughts Melina? do you think we've changed no, of course, I think we have changed. I think our dynamic has changed as well. And I do really believe that, or at least I think it's very interesting that as we are all now adults, we all have our own opinions about things. And of course, every child is going to have a different opinion or feel differently about a certain subject in relation to a parent's relationship or separation. And I think, especially in our family, where we're all pretty like... <laughs> opinionated people and we're I want to say maybe stubborn at least I know I can be stubborn yeah That's... I don't know what you're talking about I think it's just you <laughs> no, I'm kidding no. <laughs> I mean I, th I think we're all very like outspoken and, and we all are very like passionate about how we feel towards certain things and that's been interesting to see I've definitely seen a change in how we respect each other's opinions as well whereas at the beginning it was as we were getting older, we were just putting all those things out there and we weren't maybe saying certain things without taking into consideration how someone else will feel about it. And I think we found a much healthier and very respectful way of going about our differences in these situations. And that's something I think is really cool and I hope will continue and, and will only get better. Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, we're also very, you know, we've all had different journeys um and and different experiences and i think yeah that respect element i guess but also just trying to understand where every person is coming from everyone has a different experience of the separation looking ahead then what are your hopes melina your hopes sofia uh for the future of our sibling relationship how do we envision our bonds evolving as we continue to navigate our parents separation yeah, I mean, obviously, I only wanted to become stronger and stronger. Um, you know, growing up, our parents always said to us, or always highlighted to us, the importance of siblings in general. And and I, you know, my our parents always said to me, at least, you know, once we're gone, or then you know, you you're the only ones left, and you can kind of relate to your experiences the most, and. 
I understand that and I and I value you know I understand the importance of having sisters of of having like I mean you two are the only people on this planet that know how I feel you know like even our parents obviously also know how I feel but from a parent's perspective like you guys know how I feel as a daughter yeah and I and I hope obviously that we I mean, it sounds as if we're having loads of fights now and are not getting on, you know, like it's it's def- that's definitely not the case. But yeah, I I hope to remain close with you guys and um, stay together through all of this. Tasha, deep. I, I, I agree definitely with you, Sophia. And I think for me as well, I just hope that all of us in whatever form or shape it takes can make peace with the situation and yeah understand that like our dynamics or we will never lose one another but i just hope that for all of us we can enter like this new chapter and this new definition of of family together in a way that makes everyone happy i mean i think the reality is like as we grow older and as we get married and if we choose to have children or not like the family is actually going to keep growing you know what I mean? Like it's 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 kind of interesting because there's been a separation in our family and a need for redefinition as a result of that. But I think from now on, I kind of feel very strongly that people are just going to keep coming into the family. Like at this point, you're not just my sisters; you're the you're the in laws of my now husband. Like there's a like there's like an additional role you've you know gotten already. <laughs> like if if I decide to have children, like you'll be aunts of my children. There's kind of a beauty in the future redefinition of of who we are going to be as siblings because there's going to be broader, more diverse aspects of our relationships. You're going to be involved in more aspects of our lives. You know what I mean? And I think that there's, that's quite beautiful. And I also hope that as part of that, I absolutely obviously agree with you that we continue to not only maintain, but continue to build on the foundation of like the core sisterhood relationship that we do have. Yeah, three musketeers for life. Well said. So I think that's kind of starting to summarize for us a little bit the end of this podcast episode. Melina, you've been an absolute pleasure to have on the pod. The pleasure is all mine. (laughs) You're always welcome to come back on. Is there any parting words you would like to give our listeners? Any words of wisdom? Well, first thing I want to say is that I think it's really cool to see you guys make this podcast come to life. And um, I'm really proud of the both of you. And I guess to the listeners, I just want to say and let them know that they are not alone. And I think it's really amazing that both of you are giving this a platform and showing other people that they're not alone in, in this journey. And yes, peace and love. <laughs> peace and love, ACOT Club for life. Well, thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to this week's episode. Um, We hope you enjoyed the sisterly chat and look forward to the next episode. Thank you. Next time. Bye. Cue the music.